Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Thursday, November 7th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, a nearly $20 million verdict in a discrimination lawsuit is sparking questions about the St. Louis County Police Department's culture and how Missouri handles discrimination against the LGBTQ community. You shouldn't be expected to be treated poorly just so you can do your job. Coming up, St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports on how Sergeant Keith Wildhaber's big payout is prompting calls for change. First, the news. The Loop Trolley will keep running at least until January. The Loop Trolley Company has received much-needed financial help from the Loop Trolley Transportation Development District, although the amount involved has not been announced. The company had requested $200,000 from St. Louis County to keep running for the rest of the year. It also asked for another $500,000 to operate next year. The council refused to introduce legislation that would have approved any financial assistance. Loop Trolley Board President John Meyer says Bi-State Development will be tasked with finding a long-term solution for the service on the Del Mar Loop. Emergency responders in St. Louis will be among the first to receive the anthrax vaccine as part of a federal program. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports, the vaccine is designed to protect those most likely to be exposed to dangerous bacteria during a terrorist attack. A 2016 federal law set up a pilot program to give local health officials access to the vaccine to inoculate emergency room doctors, police officers, and other first responders. The program will address the challenges in using the federal vaccine stockpile to protect the workers. Thomas Zink is medical advisor to St. Louis Mayor Lyda Krusen. He says there's no bioterrorism threat to St. Louis, but he says it's important to inoculate first responders before the vaccines expire. The notion is let's get ahead of it. And let's do it as soon as we can and with doses of vaccine that would normally be destroyed because they've run out of shelf life. In 2001, five people died on the East Coast when a terrorist sent powdered anthrax through the mail. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. Recreational cannabis becomes legal in Illinois in less than two months. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports it pits zero-tolerance drug policies against Illinois' Right to Privacy Act. According to the law, residents can consume any lawful product on their own time and not risk being fired or reprimanded at work. Cannabis joins that list come January 1st. Donna Richter is CEO of the Southern Illinois Builders Association, an organization that supports construction contractors in the area. She says the current law leaves many questions over cannabis in the workplace unanswered. With all the uncertainty, nobody knows what to expect, and I think it's going to depend on that first lawsuit or that first couple lawsuits. You know, it's going to be trial and error. Richter says until then, she recommends contractors adopt a broad zero-tolerance policy towards drug use. In Belleville, I'm Eric Schmidt, St. Louis Public Radio. What developers are describing as the first new office building in downtown St. Louis in at least 30 years is open. Cordish Company's Vice President Nick Benjamin says the PWC Pennant Building is part of the $260 million second phase of Ballpark Village. In the next seven months, we will open Live by Low St. Louis, One Life Fitness at Ballpark Village, Davio's Italian Steakhouse, Baseballism, Sports and Social, and One Cardinal Way Luxury Apartments. 
The Price Waterhouse Coopers building, which officially opened yesterday, is at the corner of 8th and Walnut Streets. Twitter is a thing. You can follow the newsroom at STL Public Radio. We also have a website. There's news on it, stlpublicradio.org. The leadership of the St. Louis County Police Department is in flux after a jury awarded a sergeant nearly $20 million in a discrimination lawsuit. It has prompted deep questions about the culture of one of the state's largest police departments and how Missouri handles discrimination against the LGBTQ community. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports on how Keith Wildhaber's legal victory is sparking calls for big changes. Sergeant Keith Wildhaber's huge jury verdict hit St. Louis County government like a lightning bolt. The veteran police officer successfully convinced a jury he didn't receive a promotion because he was gay and was retaliated against when he lodged formal complaints. For St. Louis County Executive Sam Page, Wildhaber's win in court was a wake-up call. He promised action during a recent St. Louis County Council meeting. The changes we make must be serious. We must address our challenges boldly and unambiguously. Since the Wildhaber verdict came down in late October, Page has appointed new members of the board that oversees the St. Louis County Police Department. And that board launched an outside review, including how the department promotes officers. But some elected officials and residents want to see more wholesale changes. Councilwoman Lisa Clancy has called for St. Louis County Police Chief John Belmar to step down, and the Maplewood Democrat wants county government to undergo a rigorous effort to stamp out bias. Throughout county government, we've got a lot of work to do to to really stand for equity and inclusion. And this is an opportunity that all of us can learn from to be better and to better serve the citizens here in St. Louis County and in our whole region. Belmar says he's committed to the role and responsibility of chief. He said he was surprised by the jury's decision, but added he welcomes change including getting more money for anti-bias training. I'm proud of the diversity on this police department. I've been proud of it for a long time. I think the members of this police department are proud of that diversity. But again, we need to be in a position to where we understand that even though that is part of our value system and that we believe it, the majority believes it, if there's anybody that questions that, then again, we have to get better. There's some evidence that the Wildhaber verdict is reverberating beyond St. Louis County. Greg Nevins is with Lambda Legal, an LGBTQ law and advocacy organization based out of New York. He says the roughly $20 million awarded to Wildhaber is one of the largest he's ever seen in a case where an LGBTQ public safety officer sued for discrimination. A lot of times the people who are courageous enough to, to, to fight for us and keep us safe are also, also can, are able to fight for themselves and, and, and break new ground. The jury decision was notable since Missouri does not have explicit statewide laws against sexual orientation discrimination. Wildhaber successfully argued he was discriminated against because of his gender, contending he faced hardship because he didn't conform to stereotypes on how a man should act. Steph Perkins, the executive director of the statewide LGBTQ organization Promo, says explicit laws could prompt employers to think twice before engaging in discriminatory practices. He also says his group has heard of other officers throughout the state who have had similar experiences to Wildhaber. Sometimes they feel like this is the price they pay to serve in the way that they feel called to serve as officers and as law enforcement. Um, But that shouldn't be the case. You shouldn't be expected to be treated poorly just so you can do your job. 
St. Louis County officials are still mulling whether to appeal the jury's award. In the meantime, the two new members of the Board of Police Commissioners are looking to the work ahead. One of them, Michelle Schwerin, is planning to do a deep dive into how the department operates. The two pressing issues that I identify are the department's relationship with the community and the police department's internal um, morale. Three other police board members are currently on expired terms, which gives Page and the county council more opportunities to reshape the embattled police department. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.